your yard sale weekend comes. And I call it yard sale weekend because I don't know what's happening besides the yard sale. I've got to go to OJ's Donuts in the morning to get the donuts for the yard sale. And other than that, that's all I've done. And then I go home. So, but but it's, it's Memorial Day weekend. And, um, you know, we, Memorial Day weekend is a time to remember, to honor those who sacrificed their lives, who gave the ultimate gift. I, I was on to the Department of, um, I guess it's Department of Defense website, I think, and I was just looking at lists of names of people who've died in all the wars. It's actually, I found this amazing site, and it lists every name all the way back to Vietnam, Korea, Afghanistan, Iraq, all the wars. And they, it tells you their name, what city they lived in. So I was checking out cities that I was familiar with and all the different wars and just looking. And I remember one, there was a couple of guys from Tracy, California. And I, I, we used to live in Oakdale. When I saw Tracy, I'm like, oh, I know where that's at. And I, I, don't, I mean, this is obviously, these are thousands, tens of thousands of names. I mean, but I'm just kind of scrolling. And I happened to see Tracy and two, uh, the same last names. One was in the Marines and one was in the army, and they both died. And I think, oh, Lord Jesus. Their, their mother, their father, if there's any other siblings lost, bro- I, I assumed it was brothers. It could have been a father and son. I'm not sure. Um, I went and I looked, and I says, who from Big Bear? We, we know all of us, if you've lived up here any length of time, you've, you've seen the name Jared Landiker. Some of you knew him. Um, he's on, on, on North Shore Drive. It's Memorial Highway, Joseph, uh, Jared Landiker Memorial Highway. He was one of the, the, one of the men from this, con- this county, or this city, I should say, who, who paid the ultimate sacrifice in a helicopter. He flew helicopters and rescued people out of Iraq. But there was, I, I went and said, well, how many? There were seven other names uh, of people who called Big Bear their home who died in the wars, in, you know, all the way back into Vietnam. And I, I, there could be more. There's other people, I'm sure, who lived here, but their hometown might have been somewhere else. Anyways, all that to say, this is what this weekend is about, is remembering people who gave their all. Some of you might be here and gave a, a family member, a brother, a sister, a child, uh, maybe a father, mother, w- lost, it lost in the war. My brother fought in uh, the first Iraq war in Desert Storm. He, he, was, he was there, and praise the Lord, he didn't die, but there was, there was people who've given their lives. And so this weekend, it's kind of solemn. That's what we're doing. So tomorrow, I encourage you at 10 a.m. to go down to Veterans Park, and they're going to have a, a ceremony commemorating remembering all the people who died in the war. You know, Veterans Day is a day that we honor all those who were ever served. But today, this weekend, really started out to be a day to remember those fallen. It actually started out in the 1800s as a North, a Union thing. They called it Decoration Day, and they would go and decorate the, the, the graves of the Union soldiers. But by the early 1900s, the South and the North got together and honored both sides together and they change it to Memorial Day. So, you know, they, they, there was that. So that's what this weekend's about. It's not just about barbecues. Or yard sales. And um, that's, you know, that's it. And, and you, know, I, uh, you know, I'm a Big Bear boy. I moved to Big Bear in 1977. And so I, other than the, I was gone for seven years in Central America and Central California. But other than that, I've been, you know, in, in Big Bear. But when I lived in, in Central California, 
I, I thought everyone did yard sales on Memorial Day weekend. And so Memorial Day weekend came, and I thought, let's go to yard sailing. And there wasn't any. <laughs> I guess they actually have them all year long, and so they don't do any. They actually have a barbecue or something on Memorial Day. And I'm talking about that because, believe it or not, this is kind of where I'm going in the message is, is a little bit because I, I was really thinking and praying, and, and, and the preparation time for the, for the yard sale that we did was, was huge. Um, and so all weekend long, I'm just working and praying, God, what do you want to say? What are you speaking this weekend? And uh, he actually began to give me some pictures over the weekend of, of the yard sale, uh, through the yard sale, I should say. I checked the Grizzly. There were 47 listed in the Grizzly. But anyone who drove the streets knew that there was probably 147. So here's the, here's the question. Who went to all of them? Anyone? Like, I, yeah, there's a few. It's like, I tried to go to all of them. Okay, who went to a lot of them? Any of, are there any yard sales in here? Okay, a few. That's okay. The, we love those. I, next year, Diana, I'm going to talk to you and tell you all the stuff I want to get and send you out to buy it. The reason why is I'm always stuck here. And, uh, and uh, anyway, so I can't do it. But, you know, yard sales are, are interesting things, aren't they? Um, I, was, I made a lot of jokes. I don't know why, but I always make jokes. And people were coming in and out of the thing. I said, hey, listen, our junk could be your junk. Come on, make an offer. Take it home. Donate it back to us next year when you realized you didn't want it in the first place. And we'll sell it to somebody else. And we've done that. You know, we've had the treadmills in here year after year. And they say, wait, wasn't this the same one last year? Didn't we sell it? Yes, but they brought it back. You'll praise the Lord. Just the way it works. Um, you know, and, and, and I am thankful for all the people who donated things and, and the yard sale. But, and, and I tell you, it's, it's really hard. Anyone who's worked with me, you know, Sarah, after this weekend of the yard sale, everyone hates me probably because I'm like, a, I'm the, I, I hate to use the word Nazi, but we know what that, right? I'm like the price Nazi. I'm like, don't let it go too cheap. So I'm out there, and you were marking things, and they come up, and you know, you know how much for this? And they say a dollar. I says, no, it's five. You know, we're going to get this price. And it was a, we had a rug for sale. It was a little frayed. It was out there. I hope you're not here. <laughs> Just, I mean, and I hope you don't listen to this message. But, but honestly, I actually thought his, and I told him this, I, his, your, your creativity in buying this rug is, is really good. He walks up and he says, there's a really old, worn out, tattered rug over there. How much do you want for it? And I went, what a great way to start. He gets me on the defense going, wow, yeah, this is really old, worn out, and tattered. You know, please, I'll pay you a dollar to take it from me. And we go and we talk. And I think, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an area rug. And some of the tassels seemed like they were cut, but the, the rug seemed okay. And so, you know, and we roll it out. It's pretty good size. I say, how about 15? He actually laughed. Laughed when I said $15. He says, how about two? <laughs> Whoa, he's tough, man. So I says, it's a, it's a, it's a fundraiser. I knew I wasn't going to get him very high. I mean, it was an old, tattered, horrible carpet. He was doing me a favor to take it away. And so when he said two, I knew I wasn't going to get much. I says, it's a, it's a fundraiser for the youth group. How about five bucks? And he goes, three. <laughs> and I just... I mean, I was very, I was nice, but I did a little sarcastic comment. I said, okay, God's probably worth at least another dollar, so we'll do it for three. God's worth a buck. 
see, I'm just being real. Anyways, but you know, so you know, then we have these plates. They come up beautiful, hand painted plates from Bulgaria and Chile and all these things, and they're coming up. And you know, how much? We're like three dollars. How about a dollar? I'm like, these were somebody's lifelong possessions, and we're and we're bar- we're, we're bargaining. And I'm but I'm trying to get money. But as, see, I'm going. I'm checking my thing. I'm like, is this just because I'm trying to win or, or get money? Because I, I don't get the money. You know, I wanted to see it go to the youth, and, and we had this thing going back and forth. And we lived in Guatemala for three years. I've said that. We know what bartering looks like. Because when you go to the markets there, you know, they see, you know, they see us gringos coming, and they immediately, like, jack up the price, like, sometimes ten times. You know, they'll just really get... And so when you live there, you, and so you learned how to barter and bargain with the people. So we understand that that's part of life in some places. But I tell you... You know, there was some amazing things out there. There were some, you know, junky things too, but, you know, glasses and old shoes and brand new purses and brand new things. I mean, things still with tags on them for like $150 from the store. And people are saying, I'll give you $2. Whoa, this is interesting. It's just this, this yard sale mentality. If we... It's not even mine, but but I, I, I knew there was value. I, there was at one table. It was I think it was it was stuff all donated Evan by um, by your aunt I believe. And I mean there was some beautiful pieces there. I think she visited personally each of those countries. Would that be true? Okay, good. I'm not lying because I was telling people. I try not to lie, but I, I saw this and there was things from Panama, Costa Rica, Bulgaria, uh, Russia. Um, an Arabic country, like like the knickknacks you would buy as a as a as a foreigner coming to visit. So I mean, but hand painted plates and things, and she hung them on her walls, and you know, and I'm and I'm trying to help people see this. This is real neat, amazing stuff, and give the story. So we got it from a dollar to a dollar fifty. I don't know. Why am I talking about all this? I have a reason. I do. I was thinking about how we approach God and how God approaches us. You know, and, and I, you know, I'm I'm a yard sailor too. I go and I want to get the I want to get a good price. I want to be fair, but I want to get a good price, right? That's what, that's what we're doing. But but there is something in some people that 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 was very interesting. We saw people like putting valuable things like under their arm, and then holding like a bag of clothes like this. The bags of clothes were two bucks, and they would. And when they would go, I got a bag of clothes and a couple of dollar knickknacks. And and and, and so not only are they you know as yard sale, they're like getting things that were should have been more money, got hiding them. Um, but but yet they were being honest because I got some stuff here and some here. How about four bucks? So, oh man, it's, it's, you know, okay. We we find we, some things begin to come out. How do we approach God? Are we trying to get the value God? Are we trying to get the best deal from Jesus? The, 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 the best, you know, workable relationship price? You know, God, how about a little bit of me? How about a buck? I'm going to give you a dollar worth of me. How much of, do we want of God? Well, God, you know, I'm willing to give you a little bit. I was thinking about that. And, and I don't think that we approach God like that, but... I think it's possible where, where, where maybe we're not willing to look at, 
at what he's given to us and pay the full price. Maybe we're not willing to give that full price of ourselves. I want to go into the scriptures today and I want to talk about a couple things. First, I want to to take us to um, Luke 15. Let's start with Luke 15. Because in this, in this preparation time, in this prayer, and this thinking, I really kind of came up with, with two parts. And, and one of them is how does God see us? Let's, let's put us out on a table in the yard sale for a minute. Could we? Can we do that? Just plop yourself right down out on one of those tables. And God is the buyer. And God comes up and he sees you and he takes you to the front to pay for you. I, I don't think that God is going to say, hey, he's all worn out and tattered, I'll give you a buck. <laughs> you might feel that way about yourself this morning. You know what? I'm only worth a dollar. <laughs> yeah. Put yourself on that table. Let's find out what God thinks about us. In Luke chapter 15, I think we get a really good idea. There's a couple, there's a, Jesus spoke in parables all the time. And this is the parable of the lost coin. And then the parable of the lost son follows it. In Luke chapter 15, verse 8, it says this, What woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp, sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it. I'm going to stop there. This parable doesn't work for us because if we had $10 and we lose a dollar, we're like, okay, not a big deal. So we've got to understand the time and the context of what this is. First of all, he's probably talking about a poor person. Okay? Doesn't have a lot of money. Now the coin that they're using is about a day's wage. A day's wage. In the Greek, it's, it's talking about a day's wage coin. So for thus, 10 days' wages, is, we'll call it 1000 bucks. Sound okay? 100 bucks a day for working. And you go, yeah, if I had 1000 bucks and I lost 100 it would kind of be a bummer. But we kind of think, yeah, but I've got another opportunity to make money. Not so much. This likely was not, maybe even her, her own wages. This might have even been a gift. In context... People didn't buy much then. They bartered still. Much of what they would have, they would trade um, what, what they would make. Maybe they, they grew a vegetable and they would trade vegetables for somebody who made um, you know, clothing or something. And so money wasn't used as nearly as much. It was trade for what you make for what you wanted. So money was actually an extra most people didn't rent houses. They were living with family members and they owned their, their houses. So there was no rent involved. So when you think of this percentage of this money, this isn't like 100 bucks compared to 1000 It's much greater. So that, that helped just a little bit. You just got to remember, okay, this is not the American way of doing things. And, and tomorrow she's not going to get another 100 bucks. This is, that's just not the way it worked. So she loses one. Let's go see what the Bible says says she searched carefully until she finds it. Dirt floor probably. 
She's got a, a broom thing. She lights a lamp. She doesn't turn on the, she doesn't pull out her cell phone and use the little flashlight app. Or for those of you who haven't figured out that there's a flashlight app yet and you just find the brightest part of your screen. <laughs> she lights a lamp and it gives shadows everywhere and she probably holds it one way and she looks and moves a little bit of furniture that she might have and maybe gets her broom and then looks the other way. She searches carefully for that. And when she finds it, she calls her friends and her neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I lost. And then verse 10 says this, Likewise I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Now, I'm going to back off on, the, on, the, on those you know, conniving yard sailors, of which I am one, I'm sure. And let's, they go home. Let's say they, they, they find this whatever it is that they like and they go with all sincerity up and they say, how much? And this is what a lot of people did. How much? And we throw out the price, $10. And they go, great. They take that little gift home. And when they got home, they went. They had no idea. And they told their friends of the deals. Anyone get a phone call this, this over the weekend saying, you won't believe what I found? Right? You ever make one of those phone calls? You won't believe what I found at a yard sale. Maybe for anyone else it was nothing, but you found the cup that matches your, your grandma's china, china, you know, china set. And there's just one cup and you find it, but it matches yours and you go, this is it. And you go and, it, and, and you, ha- you had one missing cup and you put it up there like the prize. You, yes! God loves you like the missing china cup. God loves you like the missing coin. When he sees you out there on a table and he says, come to me, I want you. He goes to the front. Now he's a weird yard sailor. He's the weird yard sailor who would come up and go, how much? And they give a price and you say, no, no, no. You have no idea how much this thing is really worth. I'm not going to give you five bucks for it. I'm going to give you 5000 because you don't know. And I'll show you on eBay. Uh, look, look, the same thing is on eBay, and it's $5,000, and I'm going to give you the whole 5000 I'm praying for those yard sailors every year that they would be so honest that they would come. And, you know, and usually what I have to do is I find people who like what they're, they're selling, like the re- we had records out there, albums, and this guy came up and bought a couple. We gave him a good price and he says yeah I buy these I I collect these I sell these this is what I do and I says great we already sold them to you right you're not going to buy any more great tell me how much should I sell these to the next guy and he goes sell them for more than I got them for and he says you got to sell them for at least it wasn't a lot he says none of those in there are really collector's items he he says I would have already bought them he says the rest of them are okay we are selling them for a buck he says three bucks no problem so I said thank you we sold the rest for three bucks a piece and nobody balked at it. We probably could have done four. <laughs> but Jesus, he finds you and he knows how much you're worth and he doesn't try to skimp on the price. He paid a lot for you. He paid a lot for you. He loved you so much that he gave his own life. There is nothing more that he could have given. <laughs> 
He paid the ultimate price. Memorial Day is about paying the ultimate price. Jesus saw you afar off and says, I'm not just going to break my arm for you. I'm not just going to stub my toe for you. I'm going to let them kill me and kill me violently, and I'm going to pay with my life because I love you so much. The word that came in the prophetic this morning was how beautiful you are, church. God looks at you and says, you are my masterpiece. (sighs) Get rid of the stinking thinking about yourself. Get rid of it and, and, and accept, wow. He says... I knew you when you're in your mother's womb. I knit you together. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. The Bible says that we are God's workmanship in, in Ephesians, created for something. We're created for good work. See, we are a, a piece of work. We're a piece of, you know, some of you, when I start saying you are a piece of, and your mind goes off, right? No, you're a piece of art. You're a piece of work. Get rid of the other thinking and understand that you are a piece of work and art and a masterpiece. And you're created for good works. You're created to live for him. He didn't die for you so you could live for yourself. He died for you so you could live for him. and Become that masterpiece created in Christ Jesus for good works. Let's go to the other section. That's, that's, that's the first part of the message. Let's go to Matthew 13 for the other part. And I don't know which one I should have done first. I, don't, I, I, I was really praying back and forth and I landed on helping us to understand how much God loves you that he paid the ultimate price and bought you out of the yard sale. But Matthew 13 tells the other story. In Matthew 13, we find a number, I encourage you to read these. These are, there's a wonderful section. It's the, the kingdom of heaven is like section. The kingdom of heaven is like. Let's go to f- verse 44. That's one I want to focus in on. If, if you, this is a kind of a side note, I just want to encourage you. If you have or if somebody else tries to give you what heaven is like with one little story or what God is like with one little example, just, just, just say, stop. There is so much more than one, one side. So much more. You can't tell anyone about, anybody about anything with just one story and one example of their life. If you play tennis and, and I described you as well, they play tennis. That would be so lacking, wouldn't it? If I described you, well, they have dark hair that's lacking. Never let, let your thinking bring God down to one thing. That's why I love this section because it talks about the kingdom of heaven is like leaven. The kingdom of heaven is like the sower. The kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven, all these things. And you put them all together, you go, oh, okay, I'm getting it. I'm getting it, God. Verse 44. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid and for joy over it he goes and sells what's that word do you got all all now i want to tell you about in the greek this word means all just we want to go back to the original language all that he has and buys the field
verse 45, again the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who when he found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. This is us. This is us now. And we find Christ. We find the treasure of Christ in the yard sale. And we pick him up. And we know the value. And we don't try to bargain down and say, well, I got a quarter in my pocket. Will you take a quarter? We go, I need this. I'll give it all. And we go home and we get the deed of our house and our checkbook and everything and we put it all in line and we say, I want it. I want Jesus. I, wa- I, need, I need Jesus. Now I'm meddling with myself because sometimes I only want to give Jesus some. I don't want to give him all. I don't know if I want him to have ownership of all. You know, with, now as we go, so do we have to pay to get saved? No, that's not what I'm talking about. Salvation is free. He did all the work, and all we have to do is accept it. But, but in accepting it, the next thing he says, listen, there's no charge, but I want your life. I want it all. And he says, well, what do you mean? Does he need a house? He doesn't need a house. He doesn't need a car. He doesn't need your motorcycle or your boat. But he says, will you let me have control over it? Will you give it all to me? And so really what it is is that we sign over the, the, the deed or we give him maybe this would be good. We give him power of attorney over everything. And say, so, you know, and he goes, you know, you can keep it. But maybe I'm going to want you to use your gifts for something. And will you be willing to when the time comes? Is Jesus the pearl of great price for us? Is he the treasure in the field that when we find it, we say, I'm going to give everything to follow Jesus? Or do we say, you know, I got five bucks in my pocket. I know I got a lot more money in the bank, but I'm willing to give you five. That's, where I'm, that's, that's the message. What are we willing to give to him? Long time ago, if you've been in church for a long time, you, you remember the old hymn, little chorus hymn part that says, All to Jesus I surrender. All to him I freely give. All to Jesus I surrender. All to him I freely give. I've been a worship, I was a worship leader for over 20 years. And there were times I sang that song there's times I stopped and I says, church, I feel like we should probably be singing it more realistically. Some to Jesus I surrender. Some to him I freely give. Some to Jesus. Jesus, I'll give you some. Here's what's crazy with God. We th- we have this fear. I, I do. I have this fear 
that if I give it to him, I'm going to lose it and that he's going to be mean to me and he's going to take it away and all these things. And I, God, I don't want to give you that. And, you know, the old, you know, don't, I don't want to give you my life because you might send me to Africa to be a missionary and I don't want to be in Africa as a missionary and I don't like my car and I don't want to give you anything. He starts saying, when we give it to him, which just means give him permission, he amazingly restores and blesses and, and he, he's not the guy who just takes everything and says thanks and walks away <laughs> I got it he says I'm going to give you the things that you need that are going to bless your life hey, all the things that we have this fear but I want to encourage us encourage me today to say Lord whatever it is that you want from me I'll give it to you is it my time my talents you know is it is it my uh, abilities or my availability? Some of you are in a place in life that you could maybe go and, and go on a mission, mission field for a short time or even for a long time. You know, maybe you're, you're retired and, and you, God would say, listen, I want you to go down to, to Mexico or to Guatemala or to Cambodia. I'm using those places because if you wanted to go to one of those places, I can get you there tomorrow. I got connections. We'll just send you. Maybe you're in a place you can say, I can go. I'll go and, and serve. You know what, you know, we live, again, we lived on the mission field. You know what, you know what those orphanages need? They need people who will hold babies. Can you hold a baby? You could go to a country and hold a baby, and that's all they need you to do. Just hold them. You know why? These babies haven't ever been held. They wrap them up sometimes in their little things, and they put them on their back and on their front, and they don't always touch them. And then some, obviously, the babies and orphanages, they have no parents, and there's not enough people working to love and hold a baby. There's a lot of people who go, I, couldn't, I don't know how to preach, and I'm, I don't know how to do anything. Can you hold a baby? Then you're qualified. If God wants to call you, I'm not saying you should go. I'm saying, will you say, God, I'm available? Maybe it's to feed the, your neighbor. Maybe it's to do something for them. As we give our life, we're just saying, Lord, here am I. That's the prophet Isaiah. Here am I. In, in, in Isaiah, God said, he said, who will go for us? Whom shall I send? And the prophet Isaiah said what Don said. Here am I. Send me. Here am I. Send me. Sometimes he says, stay put. I'm going to use you right where you're at. Great. Just be willing. You are the pearl of great price. God saw you and he gave everything for you. Now it's our turn to say, God, I'm going to give you everything back. That's what I learned from the yard sale. I don't want to, I don't want to treat God like a trinket that I find and, and, and not give him the value that he deserves in my life. He deserves to be valued and that's what he wants. Can we pray? Lord, I am amazed. When I quiet myself down and I think and realize the wonder of your love for me, the price that you paid for me, how you called me out of darkness, how you've blessed my life, I'm amazed. Even as the worship song we sing, Lord, I am amazed by you. How much you love me. 
God, you know how unlovable I can be. You know how selfish I can be. You know my faults, my sarcasm. You love me, and you paid the ultimate price because you, in your words, said that you value me because somehow you think I am a masterpiece. God, every one of us in here, you say we're a masterpiece. So, Father, I would ask that we would see you and value you as you value us. Lord God, that we would be willing to find the treasure and go sell everything to get the treasure. We're willing to give it all up for you. God, and I know that you're, you are good and you are faithful, Lord. And as people around this room this morning are saying, God, <laughs> this is scary. But I want to surrender to you, God. Meet them right where they're at. Use them, bless them, take care of them. Walk us through this, this strange phase, God, because if we will surrender all to you, we will be a crazy, strange, peculiar people, as the Bible says. God, we may even stop living for ourselves and living for the kingdom of God. And we'll see people saved and marriages brought back together and lives changed in that process. Help us to surrender all to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.